Welcome to the Revive Podcast with Pastor Jennifer Kofi. Be blessed as you listen to today's message. My topic for today is believe for your reward. Believe for your reward. Believe for your reward. Believe for your reward. Hallelujah. And we read our key text from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and I read it again. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that one he is, and that two he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Bible tells us that it is impossible to please God if you are not walking in faith. And I just want us to unpack this verse a bit. I don't just want us to take it and be running. I want us to take our time in the verse and unpack it a little bit. So when the word of God says in that very first phrase, and without faith, it is saying you cannot separate faith from pleasing God. It is saying you cannot please God without it. If you take pleasing God and then you decide to, let me put faith aside, it will not work. That's what it's saying. So seeking God and pleasing God must come with faith. Hallelujah. So the first thing you must understand is you cannot separate faith from seeking and pleasing God. Last week we spoke about seeking God and and, and this is a build up on that. So when we seek him, there is a reward for us. When you seek the Lord with all your heart, there is a reward. But how do you lay hold on that reward? You must believe for your reward. Hallelujah. So without faith, you cannot separate your faith, your faith walk from pleasing God. You cannot separate confidence in God from pleasing him. You cannot say, oh, I come to church, I love the Lord, and I do everything that, I don't do this, I don't do this. But when God speaks, you don't really, it's like you're not sure. You can't separate it. It doesn't go together. God is not pleased in that kind of, 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 of a believer. Hallelujah. Then it says that it is impossible. So let's, let's deal with this, this word a bit. It's not just that you can't please him. It is that you, your ability to please him, you are powerless to please him. A person who is not walking in faith is powerless to please God. And that is why Bible says of Abraham that he did not become weak. If you are not walking in faith, you are weak in pleasing God. You are powerless to please God. You, you are unable to do it. Then he says, because the person who draws or who comes to God must believe. Okay? And because the person who comes to God must believe. So to come is to draw near to God. It also has the idea of worshiping God, living your life to worship him. Okay? So the person who comes, who draws near, near to God, who comes to worship God must come and that word must is it is necessary 
It is necessary that you believe, that you believe, that you believe. It is necessary that you believe, that you believe, that you believe. And so what do you believe? You must believe that he is. So it says two th things there. It, there is a conjunction and. So it's, we know that it's two things that are being mentioned there. It says, must believe that he is, comma, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek the Lord. So you must first believe that he is. And then you must believe that he becomes the rewarder. It's interesting that it says that he is, but the word used the second time when it says he is a rewarder, they are not the same thing. The second word is something almost like a future tense, saying that he will become a rewarder for you. But the first one is, that is who he is. There's nothing you can do, whether you believe or not, he is. And the thought that comes with that is that he is the I am. He is the I am. You must believe that he is God. And two, when you believe that you progress into the place where he, you, you also believe that God will become your rewarder. Okay, so he becomes the rewarder. And the idea of a rewarder is the person who pays your wages. So you are in this world, you are doing your work, you are going up and down. But the truth that must sink into your heart is that, <laughs> in actual fact, it is God who will pay my wages in this life. It is God who will reward me. It is God who holds my pay in this life. That is the truth that must sink into your spirit. So you must believe that God is. He is God. He is the I am. And you must believe that he is the one who will pay your wages in this life. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is for those who have made up their minds that they are diligently seeking the Lord. And I'm not going to go back to that because we talked about seeking God. You must go all out. You trade everything in. Like, you know, going for the pearl of great price. Jesus says the kingdom of God is, is like a merchant who finds that one pearl of great price and sells everything so that he can have that. And so seeking the Lord, that is what seeking the Lord looks like. So if you have set your mind to seek God that way, then you must be convinced in your heart that he is God and that he will be your rewarder. Hallelujah. So these two things are critical that he is. What, is, what does it really mean when, he, when the word of God says God is? That he is. It means he is the I am. That is the way God first revealed himself to, through Moses to the Israelites. God was going to deliver them out of bondage. He sends Moses to them. God, Moses says, ah, God, how would how they know that it is you? He says, tell them that I am. It means I am, uh, he's the, the, the self-existent, pre-existent one. Nobody created him. Nobody made him. Nobody gives him food to eat. He's, all, he's God all by himself. You must believe that he is self-existent. He is self-sufficient. He is pre-existent. Before him, there is nothing. After him, there is nothing. Besides him, there is nothing. God all by himself. And that is why the, you, you can't even put words to it. He just is. He just is. You must believe that because he is the I am, anything that he must be at any point in time, he becomes that thing. 
If he is needed as a healer, he shows up. Israel, the, the children of Israel needed him as a deliverer. He is deliverer. They needed him as provider of food. Cook, he sends already made food to you. You must believe that he is everything that you need him to be at every point in time that you need him to be that. If you need him to be wisdom, he is wisdom. You must believe that he is Lord. He owns everything. He, is, he, he rules over everything. He owns it all. Hallelujah. And two, you must believe that he becomes your rewarder. He becomes, when you submit to the authority of the I am, what happens is that he becomes your rewarder. It's not everybody walking in this earth that God is, God, that has God as their rewarder. But when you submit to the authority of God, you must understand that from that point on, he is your rewarder. You will not serve him in vain because he is true and he is just and he is faithful. Hallelujah. You will not serve him in vain. I love this parable in Matthew chapter 20. And Jesus, I'll just read the whole parable to us anyways. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius for a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to those he said, oh, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. Hallelujah. And whatever is right, I will give you. As the one who pays your wages, he knows what is right. He knows what you need. He knows what you deserve. He knows what he wants to give you. He says, whatever is right, I will give to you. And so they went. And again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did the same thing. This is a God who is looking for people that he can take care of. This God that we serve, this God that we are seeking after is the one who is also seeking for people that he can take care of. <laughs> he is looking. He's actively looking for people he can pay. Verse 6 says, and about the 11th hour, he went out and found others again around. And he said to them, why have you been standing here idle all day long? They said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages. And pay them their wages. Beginning with the last group to the first. When those, when those hired about the 11 hour came, each one received the same denarius. When those hired first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they grumbled at the landowner, saying, these last men have worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who borne the burden and the searching heat of the day. But he answered and said to one of them, friend, am I, I, I am doing you no wrong. He said to, the, to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go. I wish to give this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with what is my own? Or is your own? 
I envious because I am generous. And I want us to take a few lessons from this. God has what it takes to pay us. God is generous enough to pay you more than you deserve. Two. Three. God is not paying, he's not going to pay you in relation to another person. He's not going to say, uh, Maureen sings more than you, so collect. That is not how God works. He does it out of the generosity, the love, the kindness of his heart. And he's constantly looking for people who will come into his vineyard, who will serve him with, his, with their whole heart, and that he can reward. Hallelujah. And these are points. There are other ways to look at this um, parable, but these are points. These are points I want us to take that God has what it takes to pay you, to reward you. He has what it takes. He says, can I not do what is my own? Do, with, do, with, do what I want with what is my own. He has everything. So he has what it takes to reward you. He doesn't only have what it takes to reward you. He is so generous that he will reward you not according to someone, not in relation to what someone else has done. He doesn't have to go and spy, mm, before he comes to, to attend to another person. No. God is so generous. He's so generous. He's so generous. And he is willing, ready, ready, ready to reward. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 10, verse 7, when Jesus sends out his disciples, he tells them this. He says, stay in the house, wherever you have been accepted. He says, stay in that house. Eat and drink what they give you, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Don't keep moving from house to house. God knows how to satisfy you in the places he plants you. God knows how to satisfy you in the spaces he puts you in. He knows what you need, and he will minister to your need wherever he plants you. If you are after his heart. Remember that last week we read from Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. We read that but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then it adds on to that verse. It says and all other things. And all not some things. God has benefits. He has rewards. It says all other things will be added to you. And we know that the all other things are, the, are the, the things of this life that he was talking about. He says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about them. I clothe the lilies. I clothe the birds of the, feet of, of the air. So why are you worried? Just seek me. Make me your priority. Chase after me. Love me with your whole heart. And then leave the rest to me. Leave the rest to me. Leave the rest to me. In fact, this verse that we have read, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, sits in the midst of a hall of fame. And the thing that runs through for each of these people is their faith in God. Each one of them had different ways God rewarded them. Some people received children in this life. Some people were delivered from certain things. Some died even in their, but God says there is a, a reward above for them. It says they were not seeking this land. They were seeking something beyond. They knew what they were looking for. They knew the reward they were after. And Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 that all these people received rewards. All these people received their rewards. Hallelujah. 
All these people receive their rewards. But we can contrast this with Hebrews chapter 4. Hallelujah. And it says, therefore, let us fear. If while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also referring to the children of Israel. It says, but the word they heard, they did not profit with those words. They did not receive the rewards of those words that they heard. Why did they not get the rewards? They did not get it because they did not mix the word they heard with faith. They heard the words, but they could not live their faith faith to, to grasp the word. And so it says they could not enter into rest. And they died in the wilderness. People who believed, who belonged to God, people who called him their, their God, yet they died in the wilderness because God was speaking and they could not catch what he was saying with faith. But we will not be such we will enter into our rest. We will receive the reward that God has for us as we seek him. It is only when you believe that he becomes your rewarder. It is only when you believe that he is your rewarder that he becomes your rewarder. It is only when you believe that he is your rewarder that he becomes your rewarder. He has what it takes. When the people, you see, there are, there are different kinds of people in the parable that we saw. There are people when God is calling you to a deeper place of seeking him, you want to negotiate it. You want to say, okay, God, if I come, you do it like this and you do it like this for me and you put me here and you, then you take this out and then you add this to me. And God is like, that's all you want. No problem. I can do that for you. It's very easy. And then there are those levels and those people to God is calling you and you come like, okay, in, in, any way, in any case, my life was no better. I'm coming to you. I'm laying everything down. And that is why God paid them the same. Because, you see, your negotiation can only get you to that point where you negotiated. But God, out of his goodness, can do far more than you even negotiated. Hallelujah. But when you come into that place, for those who came later, he said, come and work. I'm sure they weren't expecting much, but... Yeah, yeah, I want to serve you. When you come into that place and you know that, okay, this person, he's called me. If I give him my all, I'm sure he will take care of me. I'm sure he'll work it out for me. And those people, God will reward you. And it tells us that when God rewarded them, the others were looking like, ah, but they don't deserve it. People can look at you and look at your testimony and say, oh, and human beings do those analysis, but God does not work like that. He's looking at the person who comes in faith, who comes with all their heart, who comes in absolute conviction that God is everything they, they need and that he will take care of them. That's it for God. When you believe, he becomes your rewarder. When you believe that he is your rewarder, he becomes your rewarder. Otherwise, you can't receive anything from God. Otherwise, you can't receive anything from God. James chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, it says, But he must ask, and this was in the context of asking for wisdom. It says, But he must ask in faith without wavering or without doubting. 
without doubting, without wavering. For the one who doubts is like the sea tossed by the wind. And it says in the verse 7, that person who is like the sea tossed by the wind, who is not sure, they are asking, but they are not sure that God will give to them. It says that person don't expect just forget it. Don't expect that you will receive anything from the Lord. It sounds so harsh. It sounds so, hey, but I'm trying. I want to believe. No. He says, if you are like the wind, you are tossed here. If you are like the sea, tossed here, tossed here. Just settle it in your mind that you can't receive anything from God. He says, because that person is double-minded and a double-minded person is unstable. <laughs> you see, the thing about receiving a reward from God when you seek him is that by the time you have given up everything that you have and he's the only thing that you have, there is nowhere else to go. That is the kind of dealing God wants to come into. He's not looking for people who think, oh, I'll try him. Oh dear, Yenshe. Then, you know, in your time of waiting, when he's testing you a little, then you want to turn aside and go and do your own thing. That is not the kind of work God is looking for. And faith is being able to absolutely obey God without question. So if you are going to obey God at all times, then that means you must really not have anything else to run to. It says that the person who is double-minded, let's see. That person is unstable in all their ways. And God is not about to release anything. Hey, it says anything to such a person. God is not about to release anything to such a person. So what I'm trying to say is that it's not every person who receives a reward from the Lord. It's, it's sad, it's, it's scary. I don't want to tell you that, but it's the truth. It's not everyone who receives reward from the Lord. It's not everyone who receives reward from the Lord. Some people give up before the reward time is up. Some people think, oh, that, uh, maybe if I go this other way, I'll get, I'll get something more. It's not every person who receives reward from the Lord. But the person who comes into conviction that God is their rewarder and lives like it, surely you will receive a reward from the Lord. God will reward you on this earth and God will reward you in eternity. He's not a God that is blind to you and to your situation on earth. Otherwise, why would he put you here? He will reward you on earth, this your earthly life. And he will also reward you in eternity. In Matthew chapter 19, Peter talks to Jesus. And Peter says, from verse 27, Peter says, Behold, we have left everything. By this time, Peter, you, you, Jesus, you have told us that we should, the kingdom is like selling everything and coming together. He said, yes, Jesus, we have left everything and followed you. Then he says, what then will be there for us? We have left everything and followed you. What then will be there for us? If you know there is nowhere to go, 
you are able to hold God and say, God, what is it that you have for me? But if you are here and there, and you know you can work your mouth and maybe you won't, you see, when, when, when you're not seeing anything, you don't come back to him because he's not the one who really pays your wages in your heart. But Peter was at this point, he says, God, Jesus, we have left everything. I left my boat. I left my father. I left all the fish in the sea. And I'm here with you. What then is there for us? And I've always said I love the way Jesus responded. Jesus didn't tell him, no. Or Jesus did not say, oh, you like money too much. Yeah, wicked. No. Jesus did not say that. Jesus did not say, ah, why is it that you not think about spiritual things? Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said to them, he said, truly, I say to you, and this morning Jesus is saying to you, truly I say to you that you who have followed me, you who have followed me, it says, in the regeneration when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you also shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. 29, it says, and everyone, and everyone who has left things, who, have, who has left brothers and sisters or left father or left mother or left houses or left farms or left children, for my name's sake, says you will receive many times as much in this life and you will inherit eternal life. God will reward you. I've seen people who said, I'm not going to go this way. And people would laugh at you, taunt you, hey, what oh dear, you are this, you are that. And I've seen God literally pick up their lives and God direct their steps and put them in places that they did not imagine. They did, I mean, they could not have put themselves there. They couldn't have worked it out by any, any, any human connection. And the beauty of that kind of placing is that you, you have your peace. It's not the kind that you go and get there and then now you have to do things to keep it. He says, if you have left these things in this life, you will have much of it and you will inherit eternal life. You will have much of it and you will inherit eternal life. In this life, you will inherit, you will have much of these things. He says all these things will be added, right? So he tells Peter, I'm not a, a, a double-tongued God, no. What I said when I was teaching the Beatitudes, what I, I said when I was, I was leading and I was teaching my very first sermons is the same. It doesn't change. I'm not going to tell you that, oh no, just serve the Lord. No. He says in this life, you will have much of these and you will also inherit eternal life. Eternal life is the ultimate. But he, he, he won't... He, if I want my children to be great, I won't tell them, okay, I will not do anything for you. I won't pay school fees. I will not feed you. Struggle and then become great. Who does that? Eternal life is the ultimate, but he will not neglect your today. God will not neglect your earthly work. It is because we have not entrusted Another word for that believe, another way of explaining that believe, must believe that he is a rewarder, is that you entrust your well-being into his hands. 
It is because we have not entrusted. We have all kinds of plan Bs. We've worked out calculations and all over the place. Today we are here, tomorrow we are there. Colossians chapter 3 says in the verse 23, it says, whatever you do, do it heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. You see, when you understand that God is your rewarder, <laughs> you don't use earthly standards to do your things. You don't, you don't say, oh, say no more means he's saying no. No. You, do, you go to the one who pays you. You are in an office. All kinds of things are happening. They seem to be cutting, like undercutting you and, and, and undermining you and all kinds of things. What do you do? You don't frown your face and say, eh, that's how they are here. And you to you. Or everybody is lazy, so you too, you get along with it. Or you're a pastor, everybody is cutting corners, so you too, you will tell a lie. What do you do when it's not going the way? You go to the one who pays you. Who pays you? It is God. And you tell him, God, this is what is happening. How would you, how would, what do you want me to do in it? When he tells you, go back and serve them more, then you go and you serve them more because in truth, he's the one who rewards you. But you can only do that if you know that he is your rewarder and it is not men. And so he says to us, whatever you do in this, your life, it says, do it as unto the Lord, not for men. Because you see, the thing, if you are dealing with men and you are looking at men, th that means that every day you will fail because men fail. It says, knowing, verse 24, that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. Hallelujah. Amen. Knowing that you will receive a reward. So if you know that God is your rewarder, the life you are living, the marriage you are in, the children you are raising, you go back to God and you say, God, how do I handle this? What do I do? This one, it seems like it's, it's overing me. It passed me. So what do I do? And then he tells you. He releases grace. He sends you somebody. Then you continue in the way that he prescribes. According to what he has said. Not the way you feel. And when you can walk with God that way. Don't, don't, don't be afraid. Because your reward is sure. Your reward is sure. Proverbs eleven thirty one. 31, it says, If the righteous will be rewarded in the earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? He's just saying that everybody will collect reward in this life. Good, bad, all of us, we will taste some of the reward in this life. It says, If the righteous will be rewarded, how much more you, the sinner? So know that the righteous will be rewarded in this earth. Know that the righteous will be rewarded. You will be rewarded. What happens then when you are serving? You're seeking the Lord. You're holding your convictions. You're sure. As for me, I will serve the Lord. And you're pressing. You're pushing. And you, you, you've, you've given everything. There's nowhere to turn to. People are laughing at you. Hey, And people are talking, but there is nowhere to go. You've already confessed Jesus. I mean, you, you've fallen so deep in love that you keep on going. What then? And it looks like the reward is not coming. And that thing you've been praying about, it's not shown up. And it's still the same situation and you are in it. 
What then? What, what do you do? What do you do in that time? Wait for it. Wait for your reward. Wait for your reward. Just wait. Wait for your reward. Wait in prayer. Wait in, in well-doing. It says, don't get weary in well-doing. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it with endurance. Keep on pressing. When you get tired, tell him, God, I'm getting tired. Oh. I'm getting tired. Oh. This holding on is, is hard for me. Oh. This holding on is hard for me. Oh. God, help me. But wait for it. Don't turn back. Wait for it. It will surely come. It will surely come. In our key text for our fast, in Habakkuk chapter 2, it says, though it may tarry, it will not tarry. To us human beings, we feel the weight. We feel it's long. We get tired. We get worn out. But he says, wait for it. Because the truth is that it won't come too late. God's intervention in your life, it will never come too late. It won't come too late. God will not intervene when it's all gone. No. It will come in time. So no matter how you feel and no matter how long it has been, if you have set your heart to see God, if you have set your heart to please him, wait for it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 36. It says, therefore, 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 do not throw away your confidence. Your confidence has great reward. Don't throw away your confidence. Your confidence has great reward. It says, for you have need of endurance, verse 36, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what he has promised. You have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what he has promised. Don't throw away your confidence. When it looks like the reward is keeping long, don't, don't go and change your mind. Because it will come. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about the fathers of faith and the mothers of faith that we read about in Hebrews 6. I look at someone like Abraham. How, how did he manage he went back to the Lord. We see Abraham talking to God, telling him <laughs> the things have kept long right now. I think that's my servant's cry. He will give birth and then he will, his children will be my heir. It was hard. It was hard. We see people like Noah who are confessing that God says he's coming to clear everything. God says I should build an ark and he looks stupid in his day. But they held on. They held on to what? They held on to the word. They held on to the word. Don't give up. Go back to him. He will give you endurance and wait and wait and wait. Because when you have done the will of God, when you have done what he says, he will not withhold the reward from you. When you have done his will, you will receive the promise. 2 John chapter 1, verse 8. It cautions us, says, watch yourselves, that you do not lose what you have received. 
but that you may receive a full reward. Watch yourself, be careful. And in this context, it was talking about those who had crept in, people who were, who were preaching some gospel. Mix the way two together, and then God will do this. And he was commanding, he was telling them, be careful. Don't throw away what you have received from God. Don't throw away the word that you have received, what you know to be truth, what you know that God has spoken about your life. Don't throw it away. No matter the corners you pass through, no matter what happens, don't go and carry somebody's lie and run with it. Hold on to that vision. Hold on to that word. Hold on to it. So that you can receive the full reward. So that you can receive the full reward. And finally, this is even better than any earthly reward. Earthly rewards are good. But in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12 and 13, it says, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the first and the last. I am the beginning and I am the end. After all the things in this life, there is an eternal reward. He says that one, Mikremu, <laughs> and I am coming with it. If I come and meet you, that you have done what I called you to do, I will give you that. And that is even better than any of these all other things that will be added to us. I want to encourage you this morning because I just feel in my heart that God is rewarding. There are some of the things that will happen to people. You'll be asking yourself, ah, but this person, we don't even know how deep he is in God. I was like, but God who knows how you believe. God who knows how you have set your heart. God who knows that. God will reward you. He doesn't need to come and ask me, Pastor Jennifer. No. God who knows you who knows how you have believed that he is and that he is a rewarder? He will reward you. He will reward you. He will reward you. And beyond all the earthly reward, my prayer for us is that even in our rewards in the earth, we will be looking to that eternal reward. So the question is, are you seeking him? The question is, are you seeking him diligently? The question is, are you seeking him in faith? The question is, do you really believe that he is? Do you believe that he is the I am? Do you believe that he is the Lord of all the earth? Do you believe that everything that you need him to be, he is? Do you really believe? And do you believe that he will become your rewarder? Do you believe that God today, as you have, even, even throughout your life, as you surrendered your life, do you really believe that God became your rewarder? There was a point, I said, oh, I want to turn back. I can't keep on. And God came to me, he said, trust. Don't, tr don't lean on your own understanding. He says, in all your ways, just acknowledge me. When you can't look to anybody, just acknowledge me. So do you believe truly, 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 truly that when you surrendered your life and you came into the place of faith that God became the one who pays your wages in this life? Do you really believe that? 
those are the questions I have for you this morning. And if you really believe these, what happens is that you walk and you live in accordance with what he has said. When you really believe these, you don't go back. Even when it's hard, you don't go back. You don't compromise. You wait for it. You wait for it and the reward will come. It's not too late though. If you haven't answered yes to some of these questions, then you stand the risk of missing out on your reward. But it's not too late. God sends his word so that he can help us. He helps us with his word. He helps us with his word. It's not too late. You can today begin to walk in that place of faith. You can today begin to change your mindset and say, yes, indeed, God is my rewarder. I look to him for everything. He's the one who gives me the rule and the instruction for my life. And then he's the one who pays me when I've done the work. He's the one who will reward me. You can do that today. And so I want to give us a few minutes just to just pray before the Lord. You want to pray to the Lord. You want to begin to talk to God this morning. And you want to say, God, I want to believe. I've been told to seek you. I've heard it in your word. I've read it. And my desire is that I will seek you with my whole heart. But I'm finding out that to seek you with my whole heart, I must believe wholly that you are God and that you become the one who rewards the one who seeks. And even if you're struggling in your faith, you want to commit that into his hands. This morning you want to tell him, Lord God, I'm not fasting for nothing. Oh. <laughs> he likes it when we are straight with him. You want to tell him, God, I'm not, I'm not fasting for nothing. That's not what is happening here. I believe that when you said, if I seek you with my whole heart, I will find you. I believe that it means that I will find you practically. I will see you expressing your power in my life. And so God, here I stand. Here I stand before you. And in my struggles and my worries and my pain and in everything Lord God I just want you to help me to really believe to entrust my well-being into your hands not into the hands of men <laughs> no 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 not even into the hands of men because he is the one who causes men that is what the word of God to heap into your bosom. Bible says he is the one who causes men don't get up. Human beings don't get up and do good, do good to anybody. Bible says it is God who causes men to heap into your bosom. God, you are my reward. God, you are my rewarder. He said to Abraham, Abraham, listen here. I, the Lord, I am your exceeding great reward. Don't go and look anywhere. Before God said that to Abraham, Abraham had fought the battle. There was so much that they had gathered. Abraham said, I will not touch any. I have sworn to God, I will not touch any. Abraham did not take it. After that, God shows up and God says, Abraham, 
In fact, you have shown me that you really, really, really honor me. I, the Lord, me, 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 me. I am your exceeding great reward. If God is your reward, everything is in him. See how Abraham became wealthy. See how Abraham was blessed in everything. God, you are a reward and a rewarder. God, you are a reward and a rewarder. And I just want you to connect it to this fast. I want you to connect this prayer to this fast. On Friday, we came into the service and God led me to do something very interesting. We were only about six in this room. But God led me to call people to bring specific prayer topics to the altar. And within this next week, by the end of the fast, there are situations that God must attend to. I, I felt the leading to do it on Friday, and we did. We're not, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not just walking with a God who doesn't care. No. No. He wants to be good to you. He wants to be good to you. And he calls you to just believe. You want to connect it to this week and to this week's fast. And you want to say, God, I want to see you. I want to experience you as my rewarder. 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 You want to pray, just raise whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever it is that you want to see God minister to and turn around in your life. In this moment, just raise it to the Lord. Just speak to the Lord concerning it. Speak to the Lord concerning it. His word to you is that you keep on going. Don't give up. Don't turn away. Don't do what you want to do. Just keep going by his word, following his instruction. He says, if you hold on with endurance, it will surely come the reward will surely come oh God we your people were before you today we cry out oh God you are the God who rewards your own you are calling us to believe that you are and believe that you become a rewarder Lord God for those who diligently seek you for those who chase after you for those who give up everything Lord God for you Peter said we have done that. Today, there are people in this room who are making the decision to do that, to give up everything. And there are people in this room who have already made that decision. And they are in that place where they are asking, so God, what, what now? What then? What, what now? After I've done all this, then what? What do you have for me? What do you have for me? What do you have for me, God? And God is responding. He says, see, there's nothing that you have given up that I cannot give you. There's nothing that you have laid down that I cannot give you like until you are like an overflow you with. I, I am. I am. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. And if you will hold on to me, I will reward you. I will reward you. Thank you for listening to today's message. We're sure you were blessed. Let's get interactive also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ICGC Revival Temple. Connect with Pastor Jennifer on YouTube and all her other social media handles. God bless you.